the camera's angry. Welcome to episode 763 minus 700. This is, well, we're somewhere between 20 and 50. <laughs> we're, we're in there. This Full is episode part. greater than 20, less than 50. We've done a few. Yeah. We've done a few. We yeah. should probably count them eventually. We will eventually. Well, the ones that get uploaded are counted. Oh. So it's okay. like, there is there is an order to them. We know we're past nine for sure, because that's what the website. side. But can someone just, like, come in for a day and edit our fucking podcast for us? I'll pay you, like... I'll pay you for the day. Yeah. Just come and edit the all podcast. The worst part is, is we haven't got, like, a bunch of background noise to, like, cancel out all the noise that's in this room. Oh, like, all the car noise? Car noise and just, like, the room ambient static that comes through a microphone. Mm. Anyway, welcome to the Samurai Punk Podcast. I'm your that's host, sad. Daniel Draper, and joining me on the couch is... Big Chungus. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Nicholas McDonald. Uh, and Syrian. <laughs> what do you do here, Syrian? It's your first time it's on the podcast. Best. <laughs> it's his first day at the office. Uh, art director at uh, Samurai Punk. How long have you been with us, Syrian? Almost three years. Oh, you, you passed the point where we years. have to make you permanent staff. No, you, well, you, we make now you, you permanent Now staff. we just have to make no, you, you sign a full-time contract. No, you are. For, no. You, it's a bad thing for us. We can't just fire you willy-nilly. And bad. One day I'm going to turn into one of those really, really toxic workers. You can't do that anyway. I know you can't. Oh, well, well, small businesses yep. have different rules. You do have to have reasoning behind it. Some reasoning. It's, uh, my he's reasoning will be, he's, he's Syrian. <laughs> and then the Shit. Fair Work Ombudsman will be like, yeah. Like, oh, no, not too this right. guy. Not this guy too, again. Right. <laughs> too right, too right. Oh, damn. All right. What, what's everyone been playing? Syrian, what have you been playing? Void Bastards. And You've been playing Void Bastards. Very good. It's very, very pretty, and uh, I don't play many Dean's roguelikes. in the chat, and he's like, yes. Yeah, say it slower. No, it's it's really, really good. Uh, I don't play many roguelikes, but that one I really like. It's mm. really stylish, and it feels really, really polished. Uh, it's pretty funny. Really, really interesting visuals. I've only played, like, half an hour, but it's very good so far. Right. What made you start playing it? Because I don't actually know. What made you... I mean, we've been watching the uh, Dean's talk on how to do how he did the art in that game. Yeah. So what made me start playing? Yeah, why did you actually uh, decide to play it? It was just on, on sale on Humble, and I was like, eh, Oh, right. Yeah. Right, so there's... It's still available to anyone watching live. Anyone listening to this will be fucked. There is a Humble bundle right now, which has a bunch of Australian games and just some other games. Um, Are they all Australian? I don't know. Eurotruck Simulator's in there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was made in Australia. What about it? Machinarium? Oh. That's Botanic... That's by Animata Design. They're yeah. in... They're Maybe in... Maybe not that one. I think they're French. Unless there was... Well, they're in the Netherlands. Like, they're in Europe. That's... Maybe they moved to Australia. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That'd be sweet. If, dude, if, if Animata Designer in Australia, they should hit us up, because I want to meet those people. Yeah. Um, it's a it's $25 bundle, and it has, like, 30 games. <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's pretty nice. And, like, top, at the top of that bundle, in terms of, like, high-quality video games, there's... um holo- The ones that are going to basically bring people to the table is, like, Hollow Knight... Void Bastards and Hand of Fate 2. Death Cube. Huh? And Death Cube. Death Cube? Death Squared. Oh, Death Squared. And, but and they're all Feather. cubes. And Feather is in the bundle. Feather's in the middle of there. Where, look, honestly, Humble lists the games based on how much they think people are interested. Yeah. So you oh, can Feather. see how Humble feels about us by looking at where well, we are. What are we, like? We're eight, in the middle. Eight? Yeah. yeah we're at, we're, eight we're a little bit 30. below the middle. Eight out of 20 or something. Yeah. That's pretty good. There's other good things That's in there. Uh, there's, there's just a bunch of good Australian games. Um, what have you been playing? Nothing from that bundle, actually. Um, fuck The Witcher. Have I been playing anything? Holy shit! Witcher, <laughs> Witcher three. I, I, well, I mean, I played two. I played right. two just like out of the blue. I've read the books, um, and I played two and liked it. And then I played three when it launched and played like twenty hours, and I never finished it. Wow. I got to Skellige. You played was, a lot more than I did. 
and now I'm playing it again and I'm just trying to get back to where I was and then hopefully start doing some new content though I am trying to like be a bit more thorough next time every person I've talked to about The Witcher 2 they're like I've played a couple of hours I finished two Oh, you f- oh my god you yeah finished two yeah it was good I've never met anyone yeah. who finished yeah. two it was, two it, was, two. it was pretty good two is like after coming up one two is so much easier to finish I, I've tried to play one like four times one one is really hard to go back to now yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it does it's, not age just quality of people who were like oh like The Witcher was really good on Netflix I'm gonna go back and play the series they <laughs> <laughs> start with one and I'm Deadly? like oh, oh, you're no. in for a ride if you don't it's a real 100% like that game 10 years of game history sort of built into those three games yeah like of like quality of life visual fidelity quality of voice acting quality of writing the old one had like quirky stories and stuff and it's mechanics the mechanics felt more in tune with what the game's about oh sorry what the books are about like um what kind of mechanics are they the big change it's the core thing is it's combat where you have a swords mm-hmm. and it used to matter which sword you used, but now in the new ones they just pull out the right sword for you. Mm. It's not complicated. It's a silver sword for monsters and steel sword for humans. The old games had stances. I don't know if two, I can't remember if two had stances. One had this weird stance system. But wait, Nick, if you if you stab someone with a silver sword, like a human, it still kills them. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it doesn't do as much damage. Doesn't apparently. do as much damage because no. it's a very statsy game. Yeah. Um, the big thing that's that makes it a Witcher game is, as far as combat is concerned, is the potion system. Mm. Um, the one, the two, and three all have potions, and there's some spells. But they, you so the, the cool thing about the Witcher is you always start with all the spells. Yeah. There's there's eight six spells in the game, um, and you just sort of change them as you get items and modulate them. Mm. And then there's gear and crafting and stuff. So the main the main cool thing that makes that franchise as a like set of mechanics interesting is the potion systems. They've changed every game. Basically, they've shifted from... In the first game, they were very much like... Before you go into a fight, you have to have prepped. You have to make sure you have some potions. And the potions last for a long time. And mm. you can't take a potion mid-combat. Because they're not like... Drink this potion, heal 20 health. They're like... Um, drink this potion, and during combat for the next 30 minutes, you'll regenerate stamina. Or health. Spicy. And they're, they're like... It's like a battle mage kind of concept. Yeah, right. Mm. Um, but it means that you need to research ahead of what you're doing... And the game generally allowed that. Because a lot of the missions, you know, he's a monster hunter, so he will get, like, a contract, and then it'll be like, oh, I'm, you're going to be killing this thing, you have to fight it at night time, it's this type of monster, so you would prepare oil for your blade, which does means it'll do more damage to that type of monster, yeah. and you'd prepare, like, okay, well, it's night time, so let me get a cat's eye so I can see, and then let me get this other thing. That's, like, basically the classic example. Yeah, that's a lot of strategy. And now it's like, oh, you just have them all in your inventory, and you activate them as needed. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's a toxicity mechanic. We have to, you couldn't, you can't just turn on all the potions at once. Hmm. You have to balance it. Uh, if you have too many, you start to drain your health. I think that's been the same across the whole franchise. Um, and then yeah, now it's more known for being like really well written in terms of side plots. Like it has lots of very quirky because it's it's very much like the book. Like it's about um, very like shades of grey stories and weird twists on fa- hmm. fantasy and fairy tales. It's like troll. There's a troll blocking the bridge can you stop it blocking the bridge? And this is from 2, I think. And you find it, yeah. and it's like, oh no, he's a drunk, because he's sad because his wife's dead. So you have to... And it's like, it's a big old fat troll, and you're like, oh, but you talk to him, and you figure out what's going on, and you, you work out at some resolution. Yeah. Um, right. But it's not... If it was any other game, you'd go and kill, kill the troll. Kill the troll, yeah. Right? You very rarely do the monster... The quests that involve monsters involve killing the monster. They always involve negotiating with it. The quests that involve humans always end killing. <laughs> it's so stupid. In one, it's definitely... Uh, uh, hunting a lot of like the mystic sort of beasts and anytime you're in a crypt it's it's death like i don't know if you remember the crypt sequences in the first game i never got i never really played oh, much okay. 
they were always really rough. Are they like, like dungeons? They were kind of like dungeons, yeah. So, right. like when you're in them, um, there's a lot of like ambient noise, which is terrifying because it's like all ghouls and stuff that are like. <laughs> a lot of the, the monsters that don't talk, they're ones that you just have to fight. Yeah, yeah. Then make that sound again, but face the camera. <laughs> no, no, it's alright. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I did not get very far into Witcher Three. I think I made it to like the second town, the the one, first town. Made probably Vel- of, you may probably made it to Velen. Wherever the one, first one was made out of stone. Okay. Because like there was the first the first camp camp thing that I made it to was they had like wood fencing. Uh huh. And there's like a captain there you have to go talk to. Yep. I was like, this is really boring. Like, yeah, the game is a really bad start. Unpopular opinion. No, no, the game I think it has the a... exact same problem that Skyrim had. It was just way too slow to get into the fun bits of hunting. Because it just felt like I was fighting the same things over and over again because they didn't trust me to fight anything else. You know, what you the were combat just saying... wasn't that complex. No, the combat, yeah. You were just talking about the crypts, right? I was just thinking about Skyrim, actually. How yeah. What I like in scripts? No, like you have those like dungeons or whatever, and when you go in them, they had um, traps. Which yeah. I don't think we're in Oblivion. No, yeah, Oblivion no, 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 had tra- traps. Yeah, yeah definitely traps okay. in Oblivion. Except in Skyrim, it felt more like oh, I can actually see a physical wire and yep. I can cut it you down. See that in Oblivion? Yeah. yeah. Oblivion's was... art was just like uh, 480, so you couldn't see it as well. Yeah, pretty much. I found that the the difference between Oblivion and Skyrim was so minimal. Like it was just mainly those dragons now. No, Skyrim like, was... And the level scaling brown and grey, and, like, the colours were really... Well, really the colours were different, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the big change they made with Morrow and Skyrim, Oblivion, mm. Morrow and Oblivion, Skyrim, was the way they handled levelling and the enemies in the world. Because in Morrowind, every enemy had a fixed level, no matter yeah. what. In Oblivion, everything scaled based on your level. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then in Skyrim, everything scaled based on your level, unless you've already seen it. So it's like, so the way it would work is, um, which I think is a pretty good mix of the two. Mm. It's like, oh, I got to this dungeon and there's a scary bear in there. Mm. I can't kill it. You come back later, you level up a bit. It's had a fixed level, so now you go back to it and it's it's still level three and you're now ten. But if you, you encounter something else, it scales up. Yeah, so it's always okay. got new challenge. It's, it's I didn't know that still... happened in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I never made it far enough, I guess. Yeah, you also, it's nothing's that unique so it's not usually worth coming you're like oh well why would i go back to a level three dungeon because that means the the problem with that system is it also means the rewards are tiered yeah so So the loot loot doesn't scale up yeah so now when i'm level 10 i want to go back for that thing it's not like it's worth going back where at least um the morrowind approach is more like the uh the same as the witcher where you'll find monsters that are like you just have they have the classic like um node level they just show like a skull Mm. and you're like fuck better come back here later mm. because it's going to be worth it and you'll die to that and it's punishing sometimes but you could, you have a horse you can run away so um, how, far, how far did you make it into Skyrim? probably like five or six hours so I was at Whiterun I killed the dragon That's very short killed the first dragon that it like scripts you into yeah. uh, and then I went the worst up, part of the game yeah I went up the mountain to talk to the peoples the dragon yep mm. people. Yeah. I got my first thing I was like no this is boring I stopped playing the easiest the mistake to make with any Skyrim with any with Skyrim specifically is like following the main plot oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just first first chance you get just walk into the mountains go somewhere else just mm. go hunt bears but the I don't know I found that the writing in um, Oblivion I found more interesting just because of the plot but did Skyrim ever, did Skyrim's you ever do the um, just, like, not Shivering Isles expansion no I haven't it's pretty that. good is it worth going back to Oblivion for that probably if you can just do the Shivering Isles expansion yeah yeah, it's like really weird. It's like uh, it's the it's the psychosis world, so it's like mania and mania and dementia. So it's essentially like depressed people and like um, very very 
on people. Um, right. And then there's the God of Madness. It's, it's, it's like, it doesn't treat mental illness very well, but the writing is very good. Did you, did you finish the main, um, I guess, the main quest of Skyrim? Yeah. The dragons? Yeah. I, it's, I, it's hilarious. Look, I, was, I, had, I had free time. It's like, would you like to destroy the world? Yes. Oh, end of the game. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's a silly game. Yeah. Um, I played... Yeah, I mean, like, the world was fine at the time. It's think, not super immersive. I, th- like, I think the worst part of the game for me was the inventory system. You just kind of yeah, because like, it was... Uh, did you play it on PC? No, on PS4. So oh, I played on PS3. P- yeah. I played it on PC, and the main thing on PC was everyone was like, this is a fucking console UI on my PC game! And it's like... I mean, sure not, is. <laughs> like, it's bad. It was For a mouse and keyboard, it was worse. You should have just played it with a controller. Because mm. it just felt unintuitive. So... Anyway, people, Skyrim's an old game. People are talking in the chat about uh, mods in Skyrim and Oblivion. And oh, yeah, I play, installed the camping mod. And playing... <laughs> The game no, solely with no mod, like playing the game versus with no mods versus playing the game with just hundreds all the of mods. Well, we yeah. most did all of us play the launch. Yeah, uh, yeah at launch there was yes. no real mods, and if you're on console, there's no mods. Yeah, vanilla. So yeah, I would. I but um, what I wanted out of that game was I was like, oh, this is a cool world. I kind of just want to go like hunt monsters and yeah, hunt, and like I don't want to go to a, a, a town ever. I want to just scavenge and like. I think meeting the the gods, like the the demon gods, that was really yeah. fucking cool. It's funny because I hate survival games now. Mm. It's like what I wanted is I wanted that like roaming explorationy feel, and I wanted to be a scavenger. I just didn't want like, but I didn't want the food meter. So because yeah. I tried installing one of the mods, I'm like, oh, this is just work. Mm. Like, it's so not you, fun. You said, oh, the, your main mistake was doing the main plot. But the thing is, is like I went back to the game and I played it again without doing the main story at all. It's still just, boring. Just loaded. From like when you finished the tutorial and went off and just did my own thing, went on like a big journey, and like it was fine. And then I got to where I wanted to go. I've done done a bunch of like optional dungeons and stuff on the way, and then like after about five hours again, I'm like, I've done all of this in Oblivion. Like I hundred percent, the sword mechanics are the same, the bow mechanics are the same. Yeah, like it's it's not that different. And I'm like, no. I I, I you already put a hundred hours into Oblivion. Skyrim's not. Great. Oh yeah, I had at least a hundred hours. Remember that Skyrim really broke into the mainstream. It did, you yeah. know, in a significant way. So for people who hadn't put a hundred hours into Oblivion, it was the first time they had that kind of game. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was just a little bit more ironed out, like all the weird kinks and stuff. Mm. Like because Oblivion was like, and Oblivion had the ugly faces. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Skyrim had the ugly faces. It, it was better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> after, after playing Fallout, the faces were okay, but Oblivion also had a really weird leveling system. Yeah. Was like, you had to actually do the, the skill to get experience in it. So you did lots jump, of jumping jump, everywhere. Jump, yeah. Jump. Could you get to the point where you could run on water? Yeah. Yeah. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> The animation was so... It was, it was No, it wasn't a new animation. It was the same animation. Remember the, the, the circle on the water? Oh it's just God. all normal maps. Look, you know what? At least they gave you that, like... The option. The op- it's like the only person... People who did it were the people who want... And by that point, you're already, like, 100 hours in. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you can't get... You, you're you not going to be disappointed because you're like, wow, I can go over... I can, like, run over water now. This is great. Because now I'm not going to, like, swim through through a lake. I get to just, like, hop over it. Well, when did Skyrim come in? By crabs. 2011. 11. Yeah. yeah. Le- nearly 10 years ago. Hot damn. Yeah. Things have changed. I imagine it'd be very hard to go Yeah, it was my first year of uni. Been, been yeah. through several remasters before. Four remasters of Skyrim. Yeah. Now. I bought a Legendary Edition. I played it for like 20 minutes and I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I've already played like so much of it. Sick of it. Yeah. It's very much the way. Um, I've been playing Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is I just beat it this morning. Oh. Beat the final boss. 
Uh, it was very good. I quite enjoyed it. it is I really enjoyed Necrodancer when that came out, and this is just as good, but it's removed some of the roguelike elements, so it's more like a roguelite in that regard, where like you're... You can actually finish it. Yeah. But I it's mean, easier to finish. It's easier to finish. Like, it just takes time. Yeah. I mean, you still have to learn it's how to beat... You still have to learn how to beat the bosses, and some of them are quite challenging. Because um, what they do is, like, the first boss you, like, boss, boss you encounter has, like, a small health pool, and then uh, later on the health pool gets, hi like, higher. Mm. So if you replay again and do them in a different order, because you can do any of the, the four main, like, the four first bosses in any order you want, because the map's randomly laid out, so you sort of go around however you want. Yeah. But it's also really easy to get places. Like, the fast traveling is really nice to what, use. What sort of, um, <coughs> in the sort of roguelike fashion, what sort of mechanics does it have for, um, making it making progress faster so when you get a weapon mm -hmm. uh, you do not lose weapons between deaths right uh, there's different types of weapons so you have like a basic weapon or like the basic version of a weapon so like you pick up a flail you keep the flail but you can also find glass flails and like it's similar to the glass mechanic in in Crypt of the Necrodancer where you have it it does twice double damage but as soon as you take a hit, it breaks while you've got it equipped. Um, so, like, that you can get those weapons as well, and there's, like, legendary versions of the weapons as well. Um, but things you do lose when you when you die are keys. Uh, you lose keys, you lose all your money, and you lose uh, equipment. So, mm. equipment except for your weapon. So, you lose... You lose um, your torch, you lose your shovel, you lose your boots, and you lose your ring. Just your boot. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, you it's don't like have semi-naked. You don't have any like like because you're wearing a tunic. You just put on boots. Oh, because like in the Zelda games, you have like Pegasus boots. Like <coughs> it's just an item type of item, so that's why I think they've got the boots for. It's a weird franchise. But uh, yeah. it, it was very good. It was very good. Um, it's definitely yeah, much like it's a very good Zelda game as well. Like it's got a decent narrative to it you know it's pretty basic serviceable um but just the way you sort of unlock abilities that allow you to go back and get heart pieces and stuff and going back to get heart pieces aren't a pain in the ass because they all show up on the map what tile they're on do you um <clears throat> was cadence entirely made by uh brace yourself i believe so yes. with with uh like with the with production from nintendo probably, yeah yeah with like yeah in they Ooh. got qa from nintendo and i guess they have like somebody that we're talking to right yeah yeah i really wonder how much of the design was pushed and pulled as a result of that relationship and like you know it's it's modernness how much of its modernness came directly from just brace yourself's influence and the fact that it was laid it was like essentially yeah there's the, a zelda remaster of crypto necrodancer because mm. it has crypts and mechanics applied yes. to a zelda skin and setting and zelda's mechanics right it's got like from like it's like zelda 3 right it's like Zelda's kind kind of like it doesn't have a lot of Zelda's mechanics, but it does have like <coughs> the theme, right? It's like all Got the boots. items pick up. Uh, <laughs> it's a core Zelda mechanic. <laughs> so yeah, so all of the things you sort of pick up are like Zelda yeah. items, um, and it does sort of have like the you know the different item abilities, like being able to push things, pull things, yeah. throw things, get power gloves to lift things up and throw them. Um, so it has like 
It's like a <coughs> nice blend between the two. Yeah. But it still definitely plays a lot like Crypt of the Necrodancer. Such an odd world. Um, like we're gonna get like the Binding of Isaac Mario or um, <laughs> uh, just like more weird fusions between like developers who yeah. make cool thing and then Nintendo is like, well, we need to do a two D game for our mobile platform. Nick, I must finish the council. Oh, I'm yeah. at the last chapter, oh. and it's saucy. It's crazy. Do you want to hear the details? Tell me all about the council. So, spoilers, but actually, for people who don't know what the council is, because I barely know what it is. It's, an, it's a French indie game, if I understand. Good correctly. start. Uh, it's it's very very pretty. It's super jank, uh, but it's it's quite interesting mechanically because it's a bunch of like decisions and you have to choose skills and you have to it's basically like a social interaction it's like a full it's yeah. a full 3d like interactive narrative pretty much visual thing right yeah, yeah. yeah. it's uh what's the setting it's like 18th century uh yes 18th century on an island coast of france uh you meet a bunch of really famous people like yeah. george washington <laughs> he's literally one of the main characters okay uh, and one of the Pope's envoys or whatever. Oh, good. Anyway, the point is, spoilers. Intrigue. So, the main bad guy, Mortimer, is actually a demon. Uh-huh. Your mum... Big spoilers Hang, hang on. Your mum is um, the person who tries to kill all demons on Earth. Uh-huh. And it turns out that you're actually Mortimer's son, so you're a demon. And I just found out that actually your mum is also his daughter. So your mum is actually your sister. Even though she looks like 70. And also your grandpa is Jesus, who's also a demon. Reincarnation of Jesus or original Jesus? Original Jesus. OG. Yeah, yeah OG. Wow. Yeah, and then... So is this game uh, based <laughs> on based on true life? Or like... Yeah, yeah, based on <laughs> is, a true story. Is it one of these games that... I just imagine it opens with based on, like, based on real events no, it does or something. Have, <laughs> it does have the opening statement that Assassin's Creed has, you know, just like... This game was made by a bunch of people with diff- from different religions, <laughs> sexual orientations, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah. What is that statement meant to tell the audience? I like, think, don't I take th- this at face value? I think it's meant to be, if you see something really fucking offensive to you, try to consider that oh, a bunch right. of different people made it. Like, I guess calling Jesus a demon is kind of... It would be uh, offensive if you were a Christian, yeah. I guess. But, but it's, it's taken... Is he white? <laughs> yes. Well, that's offensive to me. I don't know, they have this whole riff on, like, Christianity yeah. and how Jesus likes to be seen in public. And that's why he has so many paintings of himself. Oh. What a strange... It's just messing with the camera here. What a strange game. There we go. Dan's trying to, like, get himself to scale. Go, get, go get a frame myself nicely. Almost. You know, get ready for the, the selfie. Like, if I hold my hand up, it looks like a selfie. Anyway. <laughs> Clip that, back, please. Back, um. <laughs> back to council. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the people in the council take selfies all the time? Yes. Yeah. Day loading times, I've... incredible. Like, you open yeah. a door and it's full of stuff, and it's like maybe half a second. I'm tipping all that props already loaded and stuff, right? Yeah, but it's, it, just... it's like one large loading time, maybe 30 seconds at the start of the game, and then everything loads in like. It's just like Feather, the whole game's loaded in memory at all once. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. tipping they've got all of their assets loaded. What they do they is just... they're doing the turn on and turn off. But it's, but it's really high res. Lots and lots and lots of textures and lots of. It's, all, it's all procedural textures, though, right? No, there's a lot of unique like paintings and oh okay, like and they they're all very very large res. SDFs, man, they're really low res. They just scaled up. <laughs> oh, they're just all distance fields. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing I still really don't understand, but I'm gonna continue to do research on. Right. So, is anybody uh, actually looking forward to Samurai Punk Final Fantasy VII remake or Dying Light Two? Wait, did you say Samurai Punk Final Fantasy VII Dying Light Two? Sorry, Cyberpunk. 
Did I you said you said Samurai said Punk. Samurai. <laughs> Wait, we're Sorry. making Final Fantasy VII. We're making Samurai, Samurai Punk 2077. Dan's uh, making business decisions for us now that uh, I approve of personally. <laughs> um, cyberpunk. I'm not cyberpunk. So unpopular opinion. I'm not. I don't know. I don't, I don't really think it's an unpopular opinion. I don't really know what to expect, so I'm just kind of like, I guess I'll see how good it is. It'll probably be fine, and it will probably piss off people. Probably. And it will probably have some articles about it being, like, bad. And... So the usual. I probably will not play it. This... So the usual. It's just like Red Dead all over again. Um, like, it sounds like I would like Red Dead, but now I can't play it. I think one of the main questions that came from all the marketing is, what what is the game like? It's just a shooter. It's just fucking... It's just a, it's just a shooter, man. It's a shooter with a bunch yeah. of like Deus Exy stuff. Get up, Samurai. Like yeah, I get the feeling it's gonna feel very much like like Deus Ex. Like an open world version of Deus Ex. Just very expensive. Which, which doesn't sound so. CD Projekt like know how to make games. They just don't know how to schedule them clearly. Because <laughs> I feel it's like been, I, it's been pushed back too late. And it should have been pushed back. It's further, weird sure. that like people are defending them like oh they're just they're just taking the time to fix bugs. But, but they're like, not taking enough time. Well, they're not, obviously not taking enough time because they're delaying till September, which is. Six they're saying months. they're delaying till September and they're going to crunch. Yeah. So they're delaying yeah. so, so they can squeeze in more. Crunch. So did they actually? They didn't actually confirm whether or not they already are crunching. Did so they, they say that they yes. were going to crunch? They're already crunching yeah, and they're, they're going to crunch crunching. more. Yeah. What, what was their actual post? Like, what did they say? They basically just said um, the team is going to work really hard and are going to do extra long hours to get it done. Yeah. Just for you, players. No. <laughs> oh yeah, because they're passionate about the game. Because they're totally getting paid for all those hours. I can just see CD Projekt Red being like, well, yeah, let's double our running costs to get this done. Like, I just doubt it. Mm. I really well, I mean, okay, there's two ways this goes, right? Um, they either... There's, actually, there's three ways this goes. They say, we're delaying for six months, or however long, and we want to. you're all going to work overtime and we're not going to pay you. They're going to force people to work overtime, but then pay them for the extra time. Yeah. Or they could... And that though both those methods align with whatever marketing structure they have in play, yeah. and like hits a new marketing date. Like most of this is just determined by marketing, um, being like, "Hey, all our sort of like hype is going to die if you don't ship soon." Um, that's basically what why they're doing this, mm. um, because they can afford to wait six months. The, yeah. Well, actually, potentially, <clears throat> they have pre. It's like a mix of like pre-pro with the next project and like pre-pro on like the DLC and like kind of scheduling everything. Um, and then, yeah, they could, what, if they delayed 12 months instead, or let's say even 8 months, mm. and then people don't have to work as crazy long hours, um, and they're paying the same, that would cost the same amount as paying for the overtime. Except just straight out. But, it pro- in in their heads, probably, it's hurting their marketing too much. Mm. That's that's my only... You, yeah, I guess if they say, oh, now coming 2021, people will be like, oh, shit, like... That's a big difference in terms of the marketing as well on the delay. Like, six months is not the same as next year. Yeah. And the year just started. You Because you would have been... A lot of people would have been going into 2020 as gamers. Like, big big gamers with a big, big G. Yeah. Would have been going in with a... Big G energy. Big, big G energy. I would have been going in with this attitude of, like, my 2020 game it's is going to be, be this, this, yeah. this. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's what big G gamers want. You know, they want to have that game to look forward to and to sort of research and get excited about and play a lot of it because they're probably going to play it a lot mm. um, and now Definitely. they still get that it will just be later in the year mm. um, whereas if it was a 2021 release that's pretty you know this announces January you would have been you would have been sad they would have been very angry yeah. whereas right now they're getting positive stuff from 
people. I, I feel like they're also getting a free pass when those exact same gamers were like would hate on anybody else who delayed. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah personal preference. It's also interesting to see the mm, the press response and just like the Twitter response to this compared to Red Dead. What were the responses like? With Red Dead? No, with um, Cyberpunk. As in, like, the press and Twitter. They were, like, medium takes. They were just like, you shouldn't be crunching your stuff, mm. right? But they weren't, like... There was extreme industry outrage around everything to do with um, Red Dead. Red Dead. I think so Red big. Dead didn't even get delayed. I think they were just, like, announcing that they were crunching. I think that... It was because, oh, I think, yeah, towards they, the release, the they, director just got, like... He was like, yeah, the team's putting in super long hours. Yeah, everyone's you know, been doing 70 plus hours yeah. a week. Just for you. Just for you, yeah. yeah. That's because weird. they care so much. And then people are like, wait, you're crunching? And they're like, well, yeah, yeah, everyone's been crunching for the last two years. And everyone's like, what? That's so, a, that's a, and then, it's funny. And then people were coming out saying, oh, yeah, we get paid up to a maximum of five hours overtime a week. And the rest is just guilt-tripped into us. Like, if you're not putting those hours, you're, you're out of here. Somebody else will take your job. Yep. Which is... Dude, I heard that shit from EA Fire Monkeys. Like, the one in Melbourne. Yeah. And they're a mobile developer who, like... Because there's, they those studios have um, up to a twenty to thirty percent turnover a year, so they don't give a shit. Yeah, people if you, leave. If you're, if you're on crunch, it's right. You'll be replaced. Yeah, you'll be replaced because. Have you heard the phrase "throw more bodies at the problem"? No. I heard that phrase because of Red Dead. Oh. <laughs> it was a quote from um, it was a quote from like I think it was a Red Dead quote. It might have been a Yubi quote, but it was um, they were like behind schedule, and then the director was like, "Just throw more bodies at it." Right. Yeah. Yikes. I'm paraphrasing, and I don't know. If, I can't. I don't know if it was read. But I think after games like if you look into the production of Uncharted and stuff like that, now I just cannot expect any AAA title that big to be pretty sweet out crunch, or like some amount of. Well, maybe we don't know about Jedi. No one said anything there, but maybe, maybe, maybe they just have really good NDAs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> possible. If you say anything, we'll sue you. Like, okay. like, do you? Okay, so I'm. I'm not going to voice my opinion here, but I will ask a question. How do you two feel about... Oh, shit, he's going to ask us to crunch here. <laughs> <laughs> How do you, you feel about staying late for the rest of the week? Why don't you stay over the weekend? I'll pay you lunch. We got, okay. <laughs> we've, we've, set an internal, we've set an internal milestone date of Thursday for yeah. something. Yeah. And on Wednesday, mm-hmm. we can see we're going to slip by a day or half a day. Yeah. So we think it's reasonable to say, stay late mm. on the Wednesday night, mm-hmm. get it done on time, mm-hmm. then take the Friday morning. Yeah, that's yeah. That's Tra- absolutely Traded time and also just, like, when it's so close... Which is what we've done in the past. We've, yeah. we've just... Yeah. All we, um, Global Game Jam is, uh, I feel like it's an opt-in thing. Yeah. We're all doing it, but it's going to mean everyone's doing a seven-day week. It's an opt-in thing, but... Okay, we've bullied the two artists into doing Winston it. Winston will... But that's because we guilt trip you. It's really good for you. Eat your veggies. It's like, <laughs> yes, fine, Dad. <laughs> but, don't we normally but we're doing time and loop. Don't we normally yeah. take the Monday off, yeah. We usually take the Monday off, and I think this time we're going to actually do the full two days. The Monday, Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday off, yeah. I um, think as long as you provide time for to make up for it, yeah. it's perfectly yeah. fine. But you need to provide some kind of reward for doing it because it's an effort. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's also like a difference when it's like. Yeah, but then I would feel the bad. Day before release or something, and you're like. Yeah, it's oh. like a, it's one night. Yeah. Mm. Um. But then I think the thing that is still unethical, which is for me anyway, is if I was like, I can pay you overtime, and we're all gonna do ten hour days for the next six months, and I'll pay that overtime, I'd be like. So then, then some people would feel like, well, I'm being a good boss because I'm paying the overtime. Yeah. But then... But then you don't get, like... You don't get any of those breaks. You don't get, like... Oh, and some Saturdays. You also have to do some Saturdays. (laughs) And some Sundays. The working Saturdays and Sundays as well is just... 
ridiculous. Danny, we're just laughing at what I said before, where it's like, oh, work on Saturday, we'll pay you lunch. That was my old job. Yeah. No, so I, it's I like, know. we'll pay you two hours overtime for a full eight, like eight hours, and we pay you lunch. Ooh. Yeah. For five weeks. Well, um, legally... Well, okay. So there's a, there's a cool little tax break thing that we know about, that is if people stay past a certain time at night, we mm. are able to tax deduct a taxi home and dinner. So there's actually like... Mm. there's actually like financial motivation to, to just to not to make them work to a certain time mm. give them this little benefit this is what happens to my sister she's in advertising so she gets this all the time where the company will just pay her a chunk of cash to get home um and pay for her dinner so that she stays till like eight or nine but they yeah. don't but because she's in advertising no one calls it crunch and no one tweets about it because it Apparently it's just things like it, ne- it never makes up for the time that you lose. It's right. The, well, no, that's what the ketamine's for. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mentioned I mentioned this on the Discord rant that I had, but um, like a lot of like the gamers and stuff that are commenting on like Project Red and like the Final Fantasy VII remake and stuff are like, uh, Dan, I think you'll find it's pronounced uh, Project. I'm joking. Pro- project. They pronounce it Project. All right. Because they're Polish. Yeah. Is the game is like well they get to work on games like they're like for extra hours like making games is fun and like oh and my like, god it's like well yeah. making games is easy I mentioned it in my post but after you spend hours looking at the same games. thing over and over again it's like if you were to play a su- subsection of Skyrim for over a thousand hours. I don't think you like, if you're a QA tester. Really. Yeah. Look, um, QA is probably okay. As, a, as someone who like gets does like prototyping, I do kind of I do a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. I w- I would still say twenty percent of game development is fun. Yeah. 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 Another forty percent is like interesting and hard, and then there's the rest. Yeah. Which is just that. And the end of a project, so the part that they're crunching in right now is not the fun bit. Yeah. The polishy thing is fun for a little bit because you're like, I can make it as nice as I want. Oh, no. And then the last, the last <laughs> no, 80%. I don't, I don't think it is. Polishing <laughs> isn't fun because you've got a deadline. The deadline's definitely set by now. Like, you're never polishing early. Yeah. And then when you're doing polish, it's like you get a reward once you're happy with it. And how often are you happy with the things that you've made in game dev? Fucking never. I was like, oh, this could be done better. Well, too late. I, gu- I guess <laughs> the yeah, only good the only good scenario depends. you're in is like screenshot unplugged. I guess yeah, it depends on like mm. on the art side. Some parts, eventually, hopefully, will be okay. Or they'll be as good as you yeah. can do for this point in your career. Yeah, yeah, and you'll be happy with them, and they'll be fit the art style, and it will. Be- in programming, it's a whole different kind of words because if if it's fucked up from the start, you just can't fix it. Yes, you can. It's called refactoring. It just takes time. No, but no, it if, if it's like a systemic problem, that. yeah, that's and called refactoring. Like a, no, but if you're at the very, very end of the project, oh, then you yeah. can't fix and, it. And yeah. you're just like patching it up. You, you're not going to be happy with yeah. it. And the more you patch on top of it, the longer. And the designer's is like, hey, can you add this um this visual effect in this part? And you're like, oh, there's no way to trigger an effect during that little sequence of animation because of the way we programmed this thing. It's, yeah, like we didn't. Even or we could try and hook it in this way, and then it becomes even worse. Yeah. We already refactored some of Screenshot Unplugged. And we should have refactored more. Like, it's okay. <laughs> Like it got pretty good near the end, but there's yeah. still well, certain parts, we, especially the UI part. part, part like, oh. Screenshot plug was like uh, interesting because we came into that's an interesting project to talk about in general. Mm. We have because we haven't never maybe we should fuck the fuck GCAP talks or whatever. Let's just do our own talk. I think it'd be a really interesting talk, especially we could, we from could the just outside. fucking stream it. We could hype it up and stream it. They because we're doing um on next Thursday we're doing Winston and Elise is playing American Dream. She's never played it. Ooh. She's actually testing a patch 
at the same time, so it's useful. Yeah. Um, it, the patch just like fixes bugs that we have left for too long, and we haven't gone around to testing. So at We're least really it's gonna play the game start to finish. Quite minor bugs there. Yeah. Oh, there's like one. Oh, the cigarette one. I think there's one yeah. bad one. Um, spoilers. It's not spoilers. There's a thing where you have to shoot a cigarette, <gasps> and it's uh, it sometimes breaks. Um, so and Winston's gonna talk over the game mm. while at least he's playing and you know provide commentary since Winston was essentially like the lead develop not lead developer but like lead right. on the project. Yeah, he wrote wrote the whole game mm-hmm. and then also designed a bunch of the levels or most of the levels and um, done a bunch of programming as well. Um, we're calling it director's cut, but it's functionally more like a director's commentary. I don't know why we call it the director's cut. Usually, um, director's cuts do have commentary from the director. Do they? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking as a, as a in, in a video game thing. I'm thinking of those like um, in-world director's commentary things. You get in, it's a Valve thing. It's like every Valve game has them. Uh, they're pretty cool though. Uh, the TF2 one's very nice. You want to do art. So oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So where I was going with um, Screenshot Unplugged was an interesting project because. We came into the idea of like, oh, okay, we're gonna do, we're gonna take screenshot, we're gonna put it on the switch, we're gonna remove online to make it cheaper, we're mm. gonna remove teams because it's broken and stupid and no one plays it, and then sorry if anyone in stream is mm-hmm. listening and is that person who always asks for team modes, um, that's why it's because it's stupid and not super fun and no one played it. And you're wrong. No, no I'm wrong. sure I'm sure some people can find it fun, but like teams the majority. Are, it was also better with uh, eight people, right? Yeah, teams was better with eight, but eight is a mess anyway. So yeah. we removed eight for performance reasons. And I, the Switch doesn't support eight inputs. I don't remember. I can't uh, remember. You can. You can get eight single Joy-Cons connected to it. Oh, boy. So that's a maximum. Gross. So we, we came into it with a mandate with it has to support all the control modes, mm. has to work in handheld, has to work in docked, has to work in um, detached Joy-Con, whatever. Um, and it has to run fast. It has, still has to run fast. And we want to revise the art style to work better on a small screen and because the art is pretty dated. And we knew we wanted to sort of Nintendo up the flow of the game because it was very PC oriented yeah. originally. Um, other than that, it wasn't sort of like the amount of stuff we well, after we made a bunch of those changes. We we're like, oh, it could be better again. And it was at that point where you could have looked back and been like, well, to make a lot of these changes we want to make going forward, we should refactor the way the UI works because it's still we sort of kit bashed on top of mm. what we had and it was rough. Spaghetti. But the level the level improvements were pretty easy to make. Yes. And once once you understood how stuff had been made, um, the main issue was just fighting a lot of assets that were made over a two year period. That like because I did all the original art on screen sheet, but I made all of it over a two year period, and I was learning as I was going. So production methods changed, texturing methods changed, naming conventions <laughs> changed, scale <laughs> conventions changed. Um, yes. I was making all my stuff in Max. The source files were available. I had fortunately. <laughs> But no, the, the source, source files are gone. Someone deleted my source files. You, de- right. you deleted your source oh, no, files. I, I Technically, Dan deleted I my did. source files. I uh, was clean, cleaning the repo, and they yeah, what's the, this? They were in the repo <laughs> folder, but ignored. So they were when I cleaned yeah. the repo, it cleaned out yeah. all of them. That was at the end of the project. Oh my god, it's, it's okay because I think we didn't. We didn't end up using them anyway, really. No, because I was like, they're max files. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and you're like redoing the guns was a bit weak as a scale. But, yep. like, a pretty interesting and clean-cut challenge. Because, mm. like, the gun function was designed. Mm. A lot of... Some of them were visually interesting, but just, like, poorly executed. Like, the Chevrolet, I don't think you changed visually a lot. In terms uh, it, of it was, silhouette. It was mostly... Silhouette-wise, it changed a lot. Like, all of them changed. But it was more like a, how to make their proportions feel nicer. Yeah. But I think there were just a couple of guns that didn't change that there's, much. So there's one thing we never did that I learned recently, which yeah. is a secret tech. Joe Wintergreen showed me this mm. via Twitter. He didn't directly show me... It was like um, comparing Half-Life 2's uh, revolver yeah. to Half-Life, uh, there's a mod of Half-Life 1, 
that has a, the same revolver in it. Yeah. And it's a trick they do where every gun mm-hmm. has a perspective scale on it. So they just warp the gun with like a cone shape. So it's warped. Oh. So it's bigger at the front and smaller at the back. Well, they keep the size of the back. They build it and then they just apply a warp. Right, okay. And everything is kind of like huge. So that, that weird... Because f- in first person, perspective like ruins the visual of the gun yeah. that you make. And it feels like weirdly scaled. Mm. So it basically solves that problem. Um, so if we apply it, it'll probably make all our guns look better. And now I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, what if I do it in the shader? Like, what if, what if, because like, it's just a point, a point to point scale yeah. that I can do in local space and it will make everything look better. <laughs> so, uh, that's polish that you, I guess you sort of, as you get better and as time goes on, you start to learn these little things that can make things better. Mm. Um, but if, but we the, redid all the visual effects. We redid, I cleaned up a bunch of the sounds. The levels were really kind of like remastered. Like there was that one level that we completely changed. One level was totally yeah, completely overhauled. It was that was a really Nearly, that was a really good challenge. Was, was every like, texture redone? Um, some much. of it, some of it was kept, but very very little of it. Yeah, every element of UI was redone. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was huge. It was a it was a way more expensive job than we thought it was going to be. I mean, we also was probably two. It was twice over budget of what it was meant to be. But it looked so good. Yeah. Um, just a shame that we completely destroyed UI uh, online in the process. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, that was the biggest shame. Yeah. yeah, but then now, now looking back on it, it's like okay, how much money will it cost to re-add online? It was like, oh my god, it's just not worth it. It's well, yeah, right now it's not worth it because mm. it's not like it gets sold like gangbusters on Switch. True. It's sold fine. Would it have sold better if it had been online? And you can never say that. You can never, yeah. Yeah, you can never, never guess. Know. Well, like Screensheet never really had a big community, but it's I. We always theorized that it sold better on Steam, even though no one played the online, because it had online. But that's on Steam, mm. where like the the platform features are very visible, and um, the online would have boosted on its concurrent player base. But there were, we would always have a situation where there'd be like ten people playing the game, and then you go onto the servers, and there's no one on the online. Because yeah. that means there are ten computers running the game. Yeah, right. So that means there could be ten little parties happening around the world, right? Yeah. So because that's how people played that fucking game. Okay. So like, yeah, exactly. So like. Yeah, maybe we just put the, the Switch version in Steam, as is, like, no changes. But I think people will then get upset because they're like, oh, this is a remaster, but it doesn't have two of the features of the original. Yeah. Three of the features of the original. But it has new stuff, like, it has X. We added new skins. New ragdolls. New ragdolls, new weapon skins. Remade we, some of the ragdolls. We refactored the way those were implemented significantly. Thank fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the... Oh. Are we going to debate what the worst part was? We should do it. For me, for me, well, originally working on the game, that was bad even back then. We should oh, do a screensheet specific podcast. Yeah. Like a, just a talk. Yeah. Where people can ask questions. Did we do? Stuff. I don't even remember. No, we've done, we've got some vlogs of me, Ellie, and Winston talking about screensheet. Yeah, there is also the vlogs that are on our YouTube channel. Yes. Yes. So yes. if you go to... I think we're just Samurai Punk games on YouTube. Yeah. Just, if you look at Samurai Punk, you'll find us because we're the only one. Yeah. Someone has the original domain. Right. Classic. It's like, go to Twitter, Samurai Punk Co. for a reason. Shall we do a return of the Metacritic game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Elise loves to do so much. Okay, can we... Oh, do you have it on... you have it hidden? I've got got some some ones hidden on my phone. What is is this? The Metacritic game is... Oh, you in here. I'm going to tell you a game. Yeah. And you got to tell me what the Metacritic is for it. The score? Yeah. Okay. Wait. Metacritic is the average, remember? Yeah. That was what got me last time. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a it's a so it's, it's a weighted of, average, right? It's kind of weighted. So it has it's weighted more towards critics. So critics uh, generally what determines the main score, and then it has a user score. The user okay. score is always separate, though. Yes. 
Yeah, so the weighted average, I'm pretty sure bigger sites have more weighting on the score. Oh, okay. I yeah, didn't, I didn't I'm pretty that, sure, yeah. like, your, down, your digitally downloaded is not going to have the same weight as a polygon. Right, right. Or a CNET or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Okay. No offense, digitally downloaded. They've reviewed a lot of our games, and yeah. I like those and guys a lot. The score is out of 100, yeah? I, I, yes, yeah, it's out of 100. 100. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I you I can say 8.7 yeah. if you want. I would understand 8.7. Yeah. Anyway. We'll translate. Because I've been playing it, Cadence of Hyrule on the oh. Nintendo Switch. On Switch? Yeah. I'll let you guess first because I have a number in my head I'm not going to change. We need little cards. We you're need also, like, little whiteboard cards so we can flip it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're also welcome to join in as well, chat. I would say... Don't cheat, chat. Don't cheat, yeah. Because I can see the chat, so don't cheat. 78 out of 100. I was going to say 82. Want to know what the answer is? Fuck, it's going to be stupid. 86. Yes! You're very close. Nick was closest. Yeah, I was, I was going to uh, up a date. I was, I was going to say 82. I knew it was quite reasonably well received. I think it got some, like, nines. Yeah. That would, that's what it would have given an 86. It must have got us some nines and some eights. And I would, some if I was the reviewer, I'd give it a nine out of ten. What? It was real good. The way you described it before did not sound yeah, like it. Was a, just like nine out of ten fun. means almost perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really? It was almost perfect in terms of a, a whole It just didn't, you just, just description didn't seem that glowing. I guess you were like, I like Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other game. I guess it's just the way you yeah, said it. Yeah, I mean, it if, it, if like this it. was your first into, like entry into the series as well. I never played a lot of Necrodancer, but I played it back when I was in Early Access. Yeah. Maybe I should play it again. When you say entry to the series, you mean Zelda or? The Necrodancer. Oh, Like the, the rhythm based. Because it's, like, it's still more of a Necrodancer game than a Zelda yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. It's still game. like playing like a chess game. Okay. Right. Um, all right. Mm. All right. Ready for the next one? We got Mom's Children sp- of Morda. Oh. You have to tell me what platform you're guessing for, because oh, is this one of those ones with super different scores? Because they came out on several different platforms, and they do have different. Or, or we can frame this differently. What do you think the lowest end is, and what do you think the highest end is? Oh, I would I, say PC is the highest end. Do I have to do I have to tell you two scores and say and say which platform I think either end is? Yes, oh. that would be fun. And we're just doing critic scores, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Hang on. Then I need to know which platforms the game came out. PC, the Xbox. The game came out on Switch. Yeah. Switch. Oh, it's on Switch. PlayStation, well. PC, and Xbox. Oh, I should have bought it on Switch. Ooh. Oh, well. that's a tough. I one. have a disc of that game. Me too. Oh, you have it as well. Just bought it, yeah. Bought it on your recommendation last Friday. It is really good. It's very good. I play co-op though. It's okay. it's like perfectly so much for so much better in co-op. I don't know if it's more balanced in co-op or it just feels. It's just more fun. Yeah. It takes about fifteen hours. Yep. Anyway, um... Oh, I think I have a score in my head. I'm going to say the PC review was 65, and the highest was probably was Xbox. Was a... I'm going to say... PC critics are just so harsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They I'm gonna are. Say, I'm going to say PC is the lowest. PC game is really aggressive. Probably 75. And Switch was the highest. Nintendo Life? Yeah. Giving yeah. it that big 80. 80, yeah. Or, or like higher? Or 80? You said 80. 75 and 80, so you're saying it's a very a, small range. It was 80. Okay. Right. Dan's got... He, oh, he's got right. some spice. He's got some so, chili. It was 80 on Switch. So Very nice. Very nice. Yep. On PlayStation, it was 79. Oh, yeah. It's very close. On Xbox, it was 77. What did I guess for that? Yeah. Guess that is the highest. Tell me, tell me that on... Really? That wasn't. Well, it has lag spikes, so... Don't tell me that on PC it was like... And PC... 62. 82. What? The highest on PC. Oh, yeah. I mean, we did it backwards. Shit. You're going around the wrong way. Those PC gamers have no taste, clearly. Or well, they have too much taste. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
they just subverted your expectations. Yeah, exactly. God damn. That's good. That's that game good. is actually excellent. It, it's oh. just so fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Like. Alright. Now, a game that neither of you have played. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Persona 5. Oh! Ooh, okay, okay. I'm gonna guess. Can I give it my score? P- PS- it came out on PS4, yeah? Yeah, only PlayStation. PlayStation really? PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. PS4, highest rating. Probably. Those big weebs. Like PlayStation. 88. No, 89. It's gonna be something like 95, isn't it? It's gonna be something dumb. 82. It's a 93. Oh my god. What? <laughs> I can't believe it's it. Got, it's like 100 hours long. Mm. Games that long can't be over 50. <laughs> it's unfair. I, I will say that when I did play it, I enjoyed every minute of it. Speaking of long content, I watched The Irishman recently. Oh, yeah. And I was like, because I was thinking about it, we watch, me and my partner are watching through all the Oscars movies. Mm. I know, we're going to skip Joker. Um, Wait, you're going to Oscar? Oscar nominations. Oh, okay. So it's like it's like Ford vs Ferrari, Little Women, Joker, Parasite, um, Once Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, Irishman, um, The Gentleman, and something else. Um, Such an old person that, um, thing to watch. Ford and Ferrari is actually really really good. Well, it got on. I mean, it, I'm sure these movies are all very functionally good. Like Little Women, I watched that as well, yeah. and it's like it's a period movie. It's fine. It's not you producing yeah. anything interesting on the screen. Um, but the Irishman, I was like, this is good. E- everything is just like top notch. Mm. I think it should be disqualified because it's too long. <laughs> I was like, it's three, three hours and 20 minutes long. Is that including credits or not including credits? Excluding credits. It was three hours and 30 minutes long if you include credits. Well, it's too long. That's just like stupid. I was like, by the end of it, I was like, I totally forgot what happened in the first hour and a half of the movie. That's like, wrong. it's just like so long. And like Parasite is this like short and sweet not sweet <laughs> beautiful <laughs> excellently made it's also excellently made but yeah. like it just told its story in a much more efficient way and so, so I, Nick, yeah. Nick do you think there's a like an ideal time frame for a movie just less than two hours no no but like wh- why is it that it's always that amount an hour and a half like it's it's a convention but do you think there is a like a biological th- amount that is like I think for best? me it's it's the point at which I start forgetting what happened at the start and like the, the narrative flow like I'm like at that point, they tend to tell two stories, like, and the Irishman does. The Irishman has like two kind of two things going. It's yeah, it's like, it's the start of his, it's the first part of his life and the second half of his life. You know what I watched recently? It was really fucking. And I'm like, like okay, well then make it two movies, like The Godfather, the original Godfather. At least it's in three yeah. movies, like. No, but the first one is like two hours and a half. Mm-hmm. I was watching it on a plane, and I was just like, oh, please end. It, it's <laughs> like that, it's, that it's that a consistent felt... arc, but yeah. it's just there's so much happening, and you're like. There's a lot. Yeah. It's just a lot to take in. And then you watch it and you're like, there's like three fucking movies. Yeah. It's so long. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the, some of the movies. I don't mind long movies. Because like, do you forget what happens in Lord of the Rings when you watch those? Um, you, was it like three hours long? I haven't watched them in like Are they all three hours long? Yeah. No. Yeah. I probably only watched the cinema edits. They're like two and a half. No, the cinema edits are three hours. What? It's the extended Jesus. editions that go three three hours, eleven minutes, three hours and twenty three minutes, and what? three hours and thirty six minutes. Yeah, I remember everything that happened in those movies. I don't think it's a time thing. I think it's just modern well, cinema is. Martin Scorsese, you can get fucked then. <laughs> no, I, I, I is very slow paced movie that didn't have any like high notes besides people getting killed. Yeah, and that's all I remember distinctly. And I watched it last night. No, last night. I watched it on Sunday. Basically last night. I did watch... Um, I was also drunk when I watched it, so that didn't help. 
you, you recommended um, three billboards outside Ebbing. Yeah, that's a slow it. movie. And that's a long really movie. good. And yeah. it's, it, you it remember knows. everything that happens in that. Too. Yeah, that's oh my god, everything is so. It, I guess it's because it has like really clear and distinct ups and downs. Yeah. Well, it has yeah. no ups really. <laughs> it's got moments that are high high intensity. I wouldn't say action because it's not an action movie, but they are high intensity emotionally. Very, very high intensity. Like. I'll just say things in abstract, like what happens with... If people haven't seen Three Billboards Outside of Missouri, it was probably the best movie of the year it came out. Yeah. yeah. If not tied for... The, yeah. uh, 18. 18. 18 yeah. Um, it's very good. That was the same year as like Moonlight? Or was that the year before it? Uh, the year after. Moonlight also very good. Um, Moonlight also very good. Yeah. Did deserve that award. Fuck. Fuck. La La, La, La Land, yeah. So I've watched both, and La La Land's very bad. But that's fine. It's, I was so fucking bored. Yeah, <laughs> I, watched, I watched La La Land on Winston's... Uh, Recommendation because he said he'd watched it several times. I'm like, well, if you want to watch something several times, it must be okay. I didn't like it. It's, it's well, it's <laughs> it, it kind of feels uh, in the same way as the Irishman. Like it's quite well made, but um, brings nothing to the table. Yeah, actually, more like Little Women. Actually, right. Um, at least the Irishman was telling a new story. Yeah, I, I watched um the the kitchen, the kitchen, mm-hmm. the um, DC Vertigo produced movie oh yeah it's about three women taking charge of uh, Hell's Kitchen in New York in the 70s uh-huh. it's quite good it's that sounds good. that does sound good it does the soundtrack is like uh, criminal criminal yeah. stuff yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's kind of like you mentioned Joker but interesting oh yeah oh, okay. basically what it's maybe, like. maybe I should just watch that instead of yes the Joker yeah. <laughs> hard, hard fighting words look Joker I think it's fine but you watch it and you're like, I feel like it's just a byproduct of other movies I've seen before like Taxi Driver and yeah. stuff like that has, have either of you seen The Gentleman? No, the new Guy Ritchie film? I haven't watched any of the films this in year. the last, like, 12 months. That's what I... That's basically the main thing I did on my holidays was um, catching make, up, catch catching up on a bunch up. of movies. Because we... So, I had a $150 voucher. I ended up with two vouchers for Hoyts. Yeah. So I just hadn't used one. And then I had another one. I'm like, let's go just... Let's go, baby. Let's just go see some movies. And then I had... We have a, a membership at our local cinema, which means they're cheaper there as well. And we saw something on Tuesday, so it was ten dollars, and I was like, "So, what, what was the worst movie you've seen recently?" Yeah, say Star Wars. Haven't seen that yet. Yeah. O- okay. Over second, the Christ- second worst movie you've seen. The Irishman. Like I only <laughs> watched. Go- no, sorry, Little Women was worse. Um, and I'm doing the last like two months. That's three months. Yeah. That's yeah. A pretty sharp dip in uh, quality then, because you're like it's 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 a period piece. It's well made, but it brings nothing new, and then it's just Star Wars. Oh, like oof. I um. Star Wars was long and incomprehensible as well, but at least I like it wasn't as well made as the Irishman. Yeah, like the Irishman. It. The Irishman was like, like I said, like every thirty minutes of that movie had like a nice bit going on. It was like clear. Just what is it? There? I was not expecting us to get to these movies from Persona Five. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we're talking about like long stuff. I'm so sorry. Let's go back yeah. to the Metacritic game. Yeah, was, Metacritic. Go. I ruined, um, I totally ruined this. I think so. Irishman, because I'm genuinely interested. Worth watching though, like just as like being part of culture. Cause, like, that's Probably not. not. I don't not. think anyone's going to be talking about it next year. Okay. No. Interesting. It's just a fucking... Yeah. It's just a gangster movie. Yeah. A um, movie that I do talk about a lot. Martin like, Scorsese has made way more interesting movies. Yeah. And they're shorter. Oh, definitely. Because <laughs> hmm. um, he's a good director. Yeah. Uh, is it Gang Gangs in New York? That's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Was, I think that's my favourite of his films. Um, and then like another film that's not Scorsese's but I talk about a lot is In Bruges. Yes! That film is, like, Yeah, but Imbridge is, like, top ten movies of all, all time. Is it? Yeah. Oh. It generally makes it on top ten lists. I did try to watch it twice. I just I just can't. Fair enough. I, just, I, I get bored. It's that weird thing where Colin Farrell's a good actor. <laughs> Colin Firth. I, Firth? Firth? Farrell. 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 I, right, Firth is the... I, is, it's, um... 
fucking Mr. Darcy from um, <laughs> Pride and Prejudice? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, Matty is in there getting salty about movies. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what are, okay. Jack and Daxter for PS2. Which one? The, the Whoa, original. okay, deep cut. Whoa. Yeah. On oh, Metacritic. The, Metacritic. First, the first Jack and Daxter? Yeah. Precursor Legacy. So, so question, Metacritic, is it a continuous process or is it kept in time? It's continuous. Uh, it, like it's, if someone makes a review of it It's continuous, but like I think it, like, nobody's going to review a game that, that's old. Okay. Because like it's locked in time for the release. So if they release a re-release of it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It gets its new entry. Oh, okay. um, so we're talking about the original release and how it was reviewed at the time. Yes. Oh shit, that's this is relevant to some other podcasts I was listening to recently. Um, I eighty-seven. Jack and Daxter. That's the un- that's the Naughty Dog one. Yeah. Naughty Dog. Right. What's the other popular PS2? Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank's Ratchet and the Clank. other popular, and that's Which Insomniac. Is not as good. Sorry. Oh, Jack and Dax is the one people like. Yes. Oh, because I Ratchet I and Clank is the one that is. I didn't the same play either of those games because yeah. I didn't play a PS2. I like both of them. I didn't know. <gasps> I didn't know which player. character action. These are the kind of shit that when we were in um, uni, that was like the shit. The shit. Everyone wanted to make a character platformer. Yeah. Well, not even uni before I was starting making games. Um, yeah, seventy-five. Because uh, yeah. it was the first in the franchise, and all well, devs have to learn. Jack and Daxter was a ninety. What the fuck? Yes, I got close. Was that a good game, or was it just actually? Yeah, it was, oh, okay. I would think the Jack and Daxter Precursor Legacy is the best out of all three of them. Ooh, hot take. Was it the first made? Was in that? the order? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's one, two, and three. Yeah. Yeah, one, two, and three. So it's like Jack and, Jack and Daxter, Jack two, Jack three. I think if it's a game, I don't know. I just have no idea. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was wondering if any, like either of you had played it. No, I uh, played a little bit of it, and I played a lot of Russian. Now, if you ask me about Blink's the Time Sweeper, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let, let's let's change it up a little bit. What do you think the Metacritic's going to be for Cyberpunk? Ooh, it's uh, what was the Metacritic? Oh, it's going to be. Dead? It's going to get a ninety. Uh, Metacritic uh, Red Dead's was only like an eighty. I'm only tipping 80. it's going to be something like 80, 83, 84. Remember the developers, and it's not Cyberpunk isn't being made by Rockstar though. I know. Being made by. I know, I know, Nick. Yeah. But I, I'm feeling. But you because, feeling because of the ninety-seven for Red Dead. That seems high. That it seems extremely good. high. Jesus. This is like the death stranding. When half right? the people you talk to are like, I couldn't finish it because I was too bored of walking. Yeah. I think it's also just the circles that we hang out with, like more critical. Yeah, more people critical. Who are critical of things. I've seen, I've seen a lot of things. Okay, in that case, probably yeah, ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, I'm gonna yeah, like ninety-four. I mean, if I'm just gonna be according a little... to half the. Uh... It depends. What's what's the Metacritic at the start of its release cycle, and what's the Metacritic after it's, yeah, it's after, been out for six after, months? After a couple of a couple of weeks. Yeah, because like The Witcher didn't start that high. Uh, I know their training started really low, and then got, yeah. it went up as people started to play more of it. Yeah, because there's also like the reviewers that get like uh, early copies to review before embargo. And then there's people who be blacklisted and have to buy it. People will, yeah, they have to buy it or they get they, get, they it get around to reviewing it until launch time. Yeah, because I mean, if the game takes like a hundred hours, also yeah, the game's long and like if you get it for embargo, but you were reviewing something else or you yeah, didn't have time, you kind of get lost. Yeah, and then you you review it late and then the scores significantly changes. I mean, okay, when when GTA Five came out, I think people still like that game. No, but I mean, like half the the crowd was like, it's a hundred out of hundred. Everyone who said. I've, wow. I've seen a lot of people who are like, this is the best game ever made, it's perfect, there's nothing what, wrong with what? it. Yeah. Uh, GTA 5. Did, GTA they, 5. did they make it so you can shoot a gun? In a straight line? 
I could never shoot guns in Jenny. It's hot. It's like, why is it so hot? This is a shooter. Shouldn't it be easy? I'm confused. I think it's just the exact game people wanted. It's the like, ultimate sandbox game, basically. Yeah. And the modding is um, not slowing down, apparently. It's getting bigger and uh-huh. bigger. In a Skyrim fashion, but like 10 times as strong. Uh-huh. So. Mm, I remember for GTA 4, the mods were just really good. Like, there like, was a lot of really good quality mods. Tsunami. Oh, no, just, like, the ones that, like, make cars. Carmageddon. Like, no, just made the cars, like, have nice impacts and stuff. Oh, not the one that made them slippery? Yeah, and then you get, like, <laughs> this, like... Where so you're not driving a washing machine? No, there's the, no, there was one that was, like, no friction on the cars. Oh, shit. So all the NPC cars were just, like, they'd be driving <laughs> straight and then turn and then go, like, whoop! <laughs> and you, so it would be, like, you'd be driving around, like, a ping pong table the whole time because you're like, oh, fuck, these cars aren't stopping! <laughs> Alright, so what was the final Metacritic for Cyberpunk? I reckon... Yeah, I'm putting 94. I'm going to... Oh, damn, you stole my answer. I'm going to go 95 then. I'm going to go 98. Only because... It'll be a 90 for the first week and it will go up to a 95 over the preceding weeks. I think it will go down, actually. I think it will start high and go down after people spend more time with it. This is the weirdest fucking take ever. Then, considering that Red Dead 2 is like a 98, is that right? Well, yeah. You're based on... You're basing this on the fact that The Witcher is now 92? Well, I think The Witch started at 88 or something, didn't it? Went up to 92. Oh, because everyone liked the DLC. I think so, yeah. Although that would have been rated separately. Also, its controls rated. sucked at launch. What did? Its controls really sucked Witcher. at launch. Yeah. Yeah. They had to rewrite... Um, they wrote a different control scheme. Okay, I'll say 90... I reckon 95. I'll lock that in. Oh, and they improved we'll the inventory see. and stuff after. I think yeah. they... We'll, we'll see. We've we'll got the podcast we'll, proof. We'll edit it back uh, we'll, when we when it comes out and be like, all right. It's going to be... It's going to be a slowdown. Yeah. I reckon it's going to be a 98. Zoom on the score. <laughs> 48. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I would love for a game that was crunched on to be bad. Just to, just to like... You're, you're point. such a contrarian. Oh my god. You no, just want those people to suffer, Nick. Uh, no, I just want their bosses to suffer. I know what's going to happen is... Make what In every situation where a company goes down because it doesn't make enough money on its game... Uh, only the staff ever suffer because it turns out it doesn't cost much money to keep a company running with only a few people especially if you have a backlog of games but uh, keeping it running in its current status is very hard Mm. yeah I'm tipping that's why Telltale survived yep wait they were still making a couple of million a month I'm sure of course they are how many people did they lay off like 200 like 95% of their staff yeah 330 staff or something like that everyone who wasn't a shareholder yeah Pretty much. It left, like, I think there was, like, eight or nine people left afterwards. I mean, too, it's not like the game stopped making money. I know, but it's like... They also got bailed out by Epic to finish the... Uh, the Walking um, Dead. Walking Dead. Did they finish it? Yep. Um, <laughs> don't work in games. Very sad. Kids. Yeah. No, don't work in... Don't work for a company. Just be your own boat. This shit gets just as bad, like, it gets it's, bad or worse at banks. Like, it's all... Every, people, I think games, people just talk more... And we're smaller, yeah. and I think we're just well, like, which is good. Also, potentially, we can like change those things. Kind of industries have like a union, whereas if you we don't have a union. If yeah. you're doing overtime, you better be getting paid double for it. Yeah, and it's like you can only do a maximum of like ten hours a week. Yeah, and they have a lot of rules around um, like layoffs and things. Yeah, and minimum. minimum Should say the, tra- the transport unions. It's like wow. It's like whatever the trade change. You're like, um, we disagree. Actually, <laughs> they, a, oh, lot of the, a lot of the time when a game company goes under, mm. it's more of a big deal because they're when they go under they have no money so they can't do payouts yeah. like all of the scandals are 
they didn't they didn't hold enough money to do severance for everyone. Which Whereas they meant to. you're meant to hold enough money to be able to do severance if for some reason you have to fire everyone. In all the recent so there's two recent studio shut there's a recent studio shutdown in Australia and another one where it got smaller. Yeah. And that's what they did. They both studios made the decision that they could do payouts now or they could drag things out and then have to fire people and not do payouts. And that's why both of them did their, their shutdowns in the way they did. So Mighty Games got smaller and they did payouts and they gave everyone heaps of notice, very equitable, and the same thing happened with Defiant, basically. Yeah. Right. That they had enough money, but they saw their they saw their runway closing and they didn't see a change or a tick up, right? Um, so that's what they did. They paid s- out the leave, they gave them a severance for a month and then they let them go. Every time you said the word runway, I imagine they you gotta slay that runway, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, queen. Right, what about Animal Crossing? The new uh, one. New Leaf? The new one coming out. What's it called? Oh, the, the new one. What's the new one called? Uh, it's Pop. something Horizons? Or is it? New Horizons. New Horizons. Rise of the Horizon. It's the one where uh, the new one coming Horizon out. Horizon Zero Crossing. Of March? February, March. It's got beaches. And it's on... It's got beaches. Is it on Switch? Switch only. Switch only yeah. oh. oh, it's going to be an 85. 85. You want to know why? Because it's a Nintendo game. Yeah. They 84, don't make... 84. They honestly... After, well, I mean, they made Mario Odyssey. Where, where did Breath of the Wild land? That was a higher, but this is this this is not like first first party Nintendo. This is semi. Yeah. The, n- Nintendo definitely have tier one and tier two sort of categories where they have like the people who make like Animal Crossing and Pikmin and Metroid, like a, a, everything that isn't Zelda and Mario, and then they have the people who make Zelda and Mario, and it seems to be like a second they, tier. They make eighty fives and ninety fives. Yeah, so and what? like they, they always make eighty fives. Those other games are always good, but they're never like interesting. Interestingly. So, we know we're meant to be getting a Metroid Fusion remake. There will eventually be a... Oh, really? For, like, the 2D platformer? Oh. Fusion was the... Fusion was already a remake of Metroid 3, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. For the Game Boy Advance. So, I think we're getting a remake of that. (laughs) It's a reboot. They better not do that thing where they convert it to 3D. I don't know. Because that's what that Metroid... I'm guessing they're holding on to it, because I think they want to release it. Or is it no, maybe they're doing a remake, remake of one, not fusion? Oh. Um, and they're doing it. Uh, they. Sure, I'm guessing they were going to do it before they released um, the new Metroid Prime. Oh, it's like. But because that's been delayed. I just want to play. I would like to play fusion because, like, I tried to play three a few times, and I'm like the atmosphere is really the atmosphere and the art hold up really well. Mm. But um, the game's just really hot. And I can't. The navigation is still a bit tricky. It's like very. It's like I would be able to play this if I had spare time, basically. I think the, but I, the, I don't want to waste my time just wandering around. The one I want to play again is in Zero Mission, Metroid Zero Mission. Has, is that also Game Boy Advance? Maybe, maybe DS. Okay. You don't want to play Metroid Hunters. Wasn't there one of them that was really really terrible because of the writing? Uh, that was when the one like, that was made by Ninja Theory. You know, like, yeah. so helpless. No, Ninja Theory? No, not Ninja Theory. Um, who are the people who make um, Ninja Gaiden? Uh, Ninja Gaiden? Ninja Theory, yeah. That's, is that Ninja Theory? I think so. No, it's Team Ninja. Team Ninja. Yeah. Very very confusing. Um, <laughs> it's like making a game Ninja Theory are the ones that got put by Microsoft. I think, I think Animal Crossing is going to get an 89. 89? Mm. Hot take. Not 85. What did you guess, Sarah? 84. 84. So 84, 85? I said 85. Yeah. And 89. Um, it's going to be... I'm sure it'll be fine. What was the final score for a... So 85 will be order. fine. But if any of our games got 85, order. we'll be so happy. Where's our 85s? You're getting a 72. 
Dude, the funny thing about our games and my life is that I have been a, I was a 75... 80? I was a, I was a 70 student and like a 70, 70, 75 student my entire, my entire high school, primary school. Mm. And now I start making games and every game we've shipped has averaged to the 70. I'm like, oh! I'm getting worse. Um, it's the same! Nah, screenshot got some 10s. What about... It's okay. What about... Fairly got force. Last of Us Part 2. What was the first one's uh, result? 95. Is it really called Part 2? Yeah. Um... There's Last of Us, and there's Last of Us Part 2. Shouldn't it be The Rest of Us? <laughs> the, rest of the Remainder of Us? Um, mm, Can't have The Last of Us again. I think it's going to get a 91. 89. What? It's, can someone explain to me why this franchise is good? The writing. Oh, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I, I, I personally think the gameplay is not nothing amazing. Well, yeah. It's but the, but the, yeah I'm trying to... It's, yeah, it's, the art is really good and the writing is good. People okay. really like the characters and I, I yeah okay. I it doesn't grab me because it's like they're not zombies, they're mushrooms that behave like zombies. Yeah, it's still zombies. And like, it's I mean, at least zombies. it looks cool. They looked cool. I, I, I don't know. I just. I mean, you could I'm, be Sunset Overdrive I mean, and have the fucking caffeine zombies. Yeah, it could always be worse, Nick. Yes, it could be worse. It could be that. The um, I th- I found like the enemy designs very similar to like. Uh, Left for Dead. Yeah. Oh, really? They had like the screamers, the boomers. Oh, okay. The boomers. The boomers. They had boomers. The boomers are everywhere. (laughs) Oh, good. Do Um, they cause global warming? Doesn't every. (laughs) (laughs) That's a that's a tweet we need to get going. All right, and now someone. uh, This one, this one, I reckon is gonna. This one's gonna blow your minds. Oh shit! As you try and figure out where it's gonna land on the Metacritic score. Yeah. But Lord of the Rings Gollum. Eh? Eh? It was announced uh, earlier last year, back back in February. Yeah, but is it happening? Yeah. Who's making it? I can't remember. What That's important. Can you look up who's making it? And I have no them. idea. That's just... It's like, some studios just don't make stuff that's any good. Like us? Apart from us, give us an example. I want to hear your... Give us some shade. <laughs> Cast some shade? Oh, I was going to say. Who, who's the quantum... Not quantum theory. Who are the people who make... um Quantum Break? No, no. They're, that, they're good. That's the people. Dedalic? Yeah. They're the publisher or the developer? Uh, Dedalic is a publisher. I believe they're making it. They're in-house? Yeah. Can you... What else have they made? Dedalic is just a huge publisher. I don't know what they make. Right. I I don't know what of the games that they've published are ones that they made in-house. Can you, like, look up Dedalic? Like, they have, like, Dedalic Studios? Is that, like... Uh, Dedalic from... Entertainment. Yeah. That's pub. But... Fucking... Um, I'm to use this... Dan's yeah. trying to Google stuff while we talk. Um, so while Dan's talking, what was I complaining? What's studios that just make bad games? Yes. Um, oh, yeah, Ninja, Team Ninja haven't made anything good in a long time. It's kind of sad. They made like they, they made like the Dead or Alive games, and they made Ninja Ninja Gaiden and Ninja Gaiden after two. Dead or Alive, like, as in the volleyball game. Yeah, uh, no. the volleyball game and the fighting game. Oh, yes, both games. Yikes. Both like they just like. 70s forever like Ninja Gaiden 2 and 1 were probably fairly highly rated and since then I don't think they've made anything any good um, so it looks like that they did um, like that's that's all a lot of this is published this is a lot of their published stuff yeah yeah do they have like a studio listing that's yeah. like separate from their it's this is mm. stuff that they actually make in house is different 
Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So, oh, you know what's a cool franchise and sort of thing that no one really knows about? Do any of you know about the Orcs and Men franchise? Yes. Like, sticks? Did I mention it last podcast? No. No, you, you mentioned it a while ago, but you, okay. you did mention so it. So, Orcs, Orcs and Men, I there's two there's two parts of the franchise that's like... Hang on, hang on. Let's reply to the question first. Well, I, okay, so Daedalic is publishing it. Yeah. So, the oh, question, who made... Who so, made, the games um, they've made is Deponia. Is the, the, probably the biggest known one. Oh, um, and then is that a JRPG? No, it's a point click. Oh, it sounds like a JRPG. Yeah, it does. It sounds like uh, uh and they did also the Black yeah. Blackout series. The CDA, yeah. Oh, did Blackouts too? What is that? It? Uh, um, they did a few other things: The Dark Eye, uh, Anna's Quest. Uh, all over the place. Edna and Harvey, Twisted World. Oh, it's gonna be sixty-five. Anyway. Hang on, sixty-five. Yeah. yeah. Damn, who who made the previous the Shadow of Mortars and whatever? Uh, uh, that's one... by Blackrock. Uh, Blackrock? No, it's by a Warner Brothers studio. It could just be Warner Brothers Studios. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's um... Warner Brothers have the IP. I I think it might be in-house Warner Brothers. Right. Um, I'm um, gonna tip. Yeah, probably the same as you. Sixty-five, sixty-six. I feel so bad. If anyone from Deadlake is in the chat, that's like if I go to GC and have a published meeting with them. They'd be like, like so we listen to your podcast. <laughs> uh, Monolith Productions. Monolith. That's what they call not okay. Blackrock. <laughs> I mean, Blackrock. there's it a studio is. called Blackrock, and they make games. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, there are studio names are dumb. Like our, our studio name is Samurai Punk. Come on, like it's all stupid. Yeah. So Dan, what was your guess? Blackrock is a real game. Um, are you Italian? My guess, I reckon it's gonna get a fifty-five. Ooh, Ooh, even hotter take. That shade. Dang. That's mm, criminal. I just, I, I, I don't know how they're gonna go about it, but I reckon like the. Do you play as Gollum? Yes. Oh, it's definitely going to be bad. <laughs> is it story-driven? Or... Yeah, story-driven. Oh, okay. It's... 16. From, from, what, from what we've been told, it happens uh, at the same time as Fellowship of the Ring. Do you get to choke Gollum. out the like uh, the, the small boy that on the boat? Do you remember that part of the movie? Frodo? No, no, no. no, no, no. no. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> the small um, boy, what's, Frodo? What's, what's, he, what's he called? Um, Sam? He was... He was and Deagle. Deagle, yep. Down. Deagle, like his gun. Yeah. <laughs> Deagle. Just like the gun. Except spelled differently. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, it ends in an L, not in an E. Oh. Like anyway. Deagle. Not Deagle. Deagle. No. Not Deagle. Not like Deagle. Not a Desert Eagle. Eagle. <laughs> 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 it's made Dan really angry. But yeah. Sorry, chat. <laughs> yeah. So, 55. 55, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a bad... What if it's really good? What what comes I'm, out? I think it's really good. I'll, I'll eat my pants. I'm not gonna eat my pants. What if it's a ninety five? What if it's really good? Like, be, if it, if it, if it's, it's just like actually like if it's really a, good story and like great fucking face acting. If it's above eighty five, I'll pour a bottle of water over my head and re- re- record it. Chat, you have that on record. Yep. Please uh, hold into it. Ice bucket challenge. Let's bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> not for <laughs> It's got to reboot the trends. We'll do it on TikTok. The one trend that uh, Donald, That'll be the first Donald post. Trump did. Really? Yeah, he didn't ask for bucket challenge. Was he naked when he did it? No. Oh. He was standing there with uh, two models next to him. Uh, and he challenged his two sons and Barack Obama. <laughs> Donald Trump. Anyway, should let's go move in the on. bin. Let's, let's yeah. move on. Yeah, let's let's just avoid that. Anyway, that, that's all I had for the Metacritic. Let's look at that impeachment hearing. So, so, <laughs> the thing that's just going to waste time. Ah, uh, yeah, probably. But, but so is that is that a trend that uh, at least? You all hope and dream, okay? Yeah, at least did it last two streams. 
It was really good. I yeah. think it's a fun game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I can easily distract it. Yeah, I mean, we're, we should probably start winding it, winding up. We've yeah. been going for a little bit over an hour. Shit. Oh, um, shit. Okay. So it's now quarter past 11. Now that we're doing the morning, we actually have to wind this up in time because we all have work to do. Yeah. yeah. It's not the afternoon where it's like, oh, we can stay for another 20 minutes and just ramble. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So thank you for tuning in, everyone. We will be back in two days uh, for the American Dream VR developer commentary. Commentary, commentary track. Yeah. It's going to be really weird. I think we'll have, so it's at least at least. I feel playing. like you should chime in as well. Me? Well, you did the other significant portion of the work. Just the art, yeah. Because it's, it's what Elise is playing, and Winston was going to sit here and rant, talk over talk it, yeah, about the game. Which is getting a little weird because the hopefully he uh, if we have subtitles on, hopefully you'll be able to like not. Talk yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of dialogue in this, so yeah. there's pauses too though. We'll be fine. We just put headphones on on Elise. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Thanks yeah, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Um, Check out the Discord. What? Google. Google. Um, hey Google, I don't have a problem. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, we'll, we'll eventually have this up on your podcasting services when we get around to editing them and give us six actually months, please. doing it. Because like, what? We're still like six episodes behind, maybe we're, eight. No, we're way <laughs> we're way, oh my I God. think we're like twenty episodes behind at this point. I know, I know Winston did like a big like burst of them. Oh, did he do some? He did do some like probably end of last year. Oh, yeah, then, we're, then we're just s- before I left. Yeah. Then maybe we're less behind than I think. Yeah. Okay. We're so, still pretty behind. Well, it sounds like we're still two months behind. It was before Syrian left. <laughs> yeah. A couple. <laughs> All right. Sorry. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye.